Here's something you don't hear about today too much in the modern church, the effects of rejection and how to overcome them. All this and more in today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Faith Talk Podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the Word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Tuning in to today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. So good to be with you on this podcast today, and I pray that you're blessed. I pray that you're having a great day and that this ministers to you. I wanted to go to a little bit of different topic today than maybe even I normally do because I feel that there are a lot of people who struggle and who are dealing with rejection, who are dealing with past hurt, who are dealing with uh, things that that they just can't overcome things maybe that people have said to them or maybe nonverbal things that people have done to them um, that they have they have dealt with this root of rejection in their lives for so long and eventually when you deal with rejection uh, in your life it begins to affect every area of your life and we're going to get into that in just a little bit but I want to read a scripture to you uh, that will help you understand uh, that we are not rejected when it comes to God. Man rejects us, but God does not. So that's important to remember as we go through this this podcast today, that man does reject us. We are going to get rejected at different times in our lives for different reasons. And it's not always us. It's not always our own fault that we're rejected. Uh, sometimes people are having a bad day. Sometimes people have an issue on their end that we don't understand and we don't know is there uh, that would cause them to reject us. Um, And we're going to go down through some different things today, but I want to read you this scripture. It says uh, in Ephesians chapter one, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons to himself through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. Do you see that right there? He predestined us to adoption as sons to himself through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, this is important to remember. I want you to understand this because rejection, uh, when it comes to being rejected, we feel like we are not wanted. We feel like we are not accepted. We feel like there's something wrong with us. And I need you to understand that God is not that way. God does not have a conditional love for us. We as people have conditional love for each other. And as much as we try not to, you know, you love your kids, you love your family, you love your friends, you love the people that are around you. But many times that love is, uh, is affected in different ways by the actions of the other person. And, uh, it's hard to, uh, hard to grasp the love of God because the love of God is not conditional. 
on earth as people we love each other if they treat us right we love other people if they treat us well we love other people if they are doing things that benefit us we love other people if they are uh, if they're working with us towards a common goal we love people with reasons and with strings attached a lot of the time here on the earth but God's love is not like that God's love is not affected for you when you mess up when you do things wrong when you uh when you do things that he doesn't like his love is not affected by that and um and for many people who have children you will know this kind of love for your kids you know it it breaks your heart when they do things that you know they shouldn't be doing it it tears you up inside when they do things that you know that they shouldn't be doing and it doesn't change your love for them you love them just the same Um, but God's love for us is so much even greater than that love that we have uh, as parents for our children here on the earth so God's love does not change and is not affected by our actions God's love and his uh, his acceptance towards us is not affected by what we do whether we mess up whether we're walking the, the, the walk you know and we should strive absolutely I'm not I'm not using this as justification to go sin and just go wild or anything like that what I'm saying though is a lot of the time because we have a skewed view of love here on the earth we base our our idea of love off of other people's love and off of our love for other people we base the idea of God's love off of our human interactions and that is not how God's love works God's love is 100% unconditional no strings attached whether you love him back or not he loves you just the same he is love the Bible tells us God is love he is not just a possessor of love he doesn't just have love he is love and so this portion of scripture in Ephesians I love it because it says that we are adopted God has adopted us now the difference between a natural born child and an adopted child is this you can have a natural born child and uh, and you love them absolutely but an adopted child you chose that child you picked that child you handpicked that child to love and that's what's incredible to me that this isn't just saying that we were we were born into the family of god but we were adopted into the family of god god looked at you and he chose you he picked you he handpicked you out he said i want that one right there and uh and it's incredible because when we consider the concept of rejection and consider how we feel when we're rejected and to know that we're 100% totally accepted not just accepted but hand-picked by God picked out from the bunch and he said I want that one I chose my children I chose my children the invites out there for everybody I understand that the invite anybody can accept the invite but we have been chosen and hand-picked God didn't have to do what he did to go through all the pain and suffering of Jesus going to the cross, dying, and 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 just absolute torture. But he did because he wanted us. He loves us 
so much and he handpicked us. Now, if that doesn't make you feel good that you've been handpicked and chosen by God, I don't know what will. A lot of the time in our lives, rejection begins at a young age. Some people feel rejected and unwanted even before they're ever born uh, in the womb. The, the, they, the babies can feel that when they're in the womb and the mother doesn't want them, the father doesn't want them. So a lot of the time, rejection starts at a very young age. And, it'll, and the devil will plant seeds of rejection when you're just young, when you're just little, and make you feel that. Children can feel when their parents don't want them, when no one wants them around, when they feel like they're a burden, when they're made to feel like uh, they're not needed when they're made to feel like they're not special those things all play into this root of rejection and once it gets down in and once it begins to take root it will affect you in ways that are extreme it will affect uh, your relationships with other people it will affect how you go to school it will affect your job later on in life it will affect every area of life even even into uh, your future with your marriage with your spouse it will affect every uh, area of your life and rejection takes root beginning at that young age the devil begins to plant those seeds and we need to understand that that a lot of children uh, are growing up in environments where they're being rejected daily or they're made to feel like they're uh they're just a weight and a burden for the family to carry different things like that um, and, and so as a parent, if you're a parent, you can celebrate your kids and make sure that they understand how loved and how, how much they mean to you, how you want them around. Make them feel uh, extra special if you're a parent or if you know any kids uh, that are young age. It's so important. And I see so many uh, kids you know, in, in church, in the community that just are going through that. Um, I remember standing at the store one day and, uh, and I was with, with my mom and there was a little girl there. She had the most beautiful blonde hair, blue eyes. And she was standing there and she was, uh, just looking, uh, looking around at the toys and different things. And, and I remember my mom saying to her, you know, Oh, you just are such a, a beautiful little girl. You have such blue eyes and blonde hair. And, and the girl's grandmother was there with her. And the, the grandmother turned around and said, you wouldn't want her. You know, those are the kinds of things that plant that seed of rejection in our lives at a young age. And I could just see the little girl's face change. And it's been imprinted. It's probably been, I don't know, eight or nine years ago now. But it's been imprinted in my mind it, just that, that there are so many kids that just little things like that, you know, you might be having a bad day, um, but it's important to remember to not push rejection on other people. And that's what happens a lot of the time is that rejection is passed down from uh, generation to generation. A parent will be rejected and then they'll they'll reject their kids and then their grandkids and right down on the line. And you can see it. Uh, because hurt people end up hurting people. And so rejection will take root and will cause you to react in extreme ways. People who have been rejected all their lives can't take criticism. Uh, someone will tell them, you know, just something constructive and they can't handle it because they feel like it's an attack. Um, there are people who 
uh, who have been rejected their entire lives, who their boss tries to tell them something, how they could do their job better. And they just, they crumble. They just come to, they just go to pieces. Uh, and there are, there are bosses in the, in the workplace who have been rejected their whole life. And, you know, you're not allowed to offer them any ideas or you're not allowed to, uh, offer any, thing that could help make the company better because it would be considered an attack on their uh, leadership because they can't take criticism because of that root of rejection that's down on the inside of them. But we've got to understand that that's what that is. If we have that down in, on the inside of us, we have to understand that someone offering constructive criticism to us is not rejection. It's trying to help us get better. And um, people who are rejected and have that root are struggling a lot of the time to feel like uh, to feel like they're accepted. They just want to be accepted by a group of friends. They just want to be accepted by their workers, their co-workers. They just want to be accepted by their family. And a lot of the time what they'll do is they'll go try to find people who will accept them. And a lot of the time, people who will accept them are out uh, doing things that people should not be doing. They become party buddies or they go participate in alternative lifestyles. They go find other people who are rejected and they cling to those people. And as I said, it stems from uh, childhood. It stems from feeling not wanted. It stems from feeling not accepted. And a lot of people will react in ways that could disguise themselves. These actions could disguise themselves as someone being prideful. But in reality, they're just hurt and they put up walls. Uh, there are coping mechanisms that they do. They deflect. They, they try to uh, point out other people's flaws before their own to cover up their own all sorts of things that rejection will do and it's always it's a constant fight every single day if you struggle with that root of rejection to not be rejected again you don't want to be rejected again so you shut people out you don't let people in you try to guard your your mind and heart from other people you don't want to uh, have any you don't have any confidence or any trust in anyone you don't want to get too close to people because they might reject you if they find out something they don't like about you they might reject you or whatever the reason i've even seen people who chase after the accolades of other people they chase after awards they chase after a platform they chase after uh, some way that they can be up in front of people or they they're people pleasers in order to feel accepted and feel wanted and feel needed and of course we all need those things it's not just uh, people who suffer from the root of rejection but people who are dealing with those issues are even more so chasing after the applause of other people, the pat on the back, all of those things, uh, because they need validation. They need someone to tell them that they're wanted and needed. And so rejection will cause a lot of reactions. It will cause a lot of different coping mechanisms to pop up in people's lives. But God tells us that in him, we are totally accepted because he chose us to adopt us. We're not some vagabonds. We're not some outcasts. We're not some people on the outskirts of God's kingdom that are just barely skirting in. No, he wanted us. He wanted us. He loves you. And you are fully accepted in him. You're fully cared about in him. He, there is no way 
that he could ever reject you. There's no way that he could ever not like you or not want you around. He did the very greatest thing that he could ever do. He sent his very own son to die so that you could be adopted into the family of God. Now think about that. That is an incredible thing. And there are great men and women in the Bible who went through rejection. Moses was rejected by his own people. He was rejected by people that raised him. He was rejected by his own family later on in life when his family didn't agree with who he married he was rejected by them uh joseph was rejected by his own brothers and and thrown into a pit and and sold into slavery all those things so great men and women in the bible experienced the same thing that you are experiencing if you've ever felt like you didn't matter or that you weren't wanted by people or that people didn't care about you great men and women in the bible experience the same feelings they experience the same thing that you go through and that's one of the things that i love about the bible is that they are relatable the people in the bible are just like us they are so relatable different things that they went through different things that they felt you know the woman at the well she was rejected her her she was married five times and so these men divorced her and and they left her behind she was rejected by the community she was there were different people in the bible who experienced the same feelings that you feel imagine having to walk through a crowd of people and yell i'm unclean i'm unclean and have everybody walk away from you and have everybody want to be be completely distant from you because you were unclean those people experienced the same feelings of not not being wanted and so it's important that we understand that God wants us. It's important that we understand that God accepts us. It's important that we understand that God will not reject us, will not turn us away. And I want to read to you uh, John six thirty seven. John six thirty seven says this: "He that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out." This is Jesus talking. He who comes to me. I will in no wise cast out. Now, what does that mean? We don't use that kind of language much in modern uh, modern day. But if we go to God, he won't turn us away. Jesus said, if you come to me, I'm not going to reject you. I'm not going to turn you away. I can't. He said, I will in no wise. That means absolutely, positively not. I will in no wise cast you away. I will in no wise turn you away. And, you know, that's one of the incredible things about the sacrifice of Jesus. It made the way for everybody. It made the way for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've been through. He will not reject you. John Bunyan wrote this. He said, listen to this conversation. But I'm a great sinner, say you. And God just answers, I will in no wise cast out. But I'm an old sinner, say you. I will in no wise cast out, says Christ. But I'm a hard-hearted sinner, say you. I will in no wise cast out, says Christ. But I'm a backsliding sinner, say you. I will in no wise cast out, says Christ. But I've served Satan all my days, say you. I will in no wise cast out, says Christ. But I've sinned against light, say you. But I will in no wise cast out, says Christ. But I've sinned against mercy, say you. I will in no wise cast out, says Christ. But I have no good thing, 
to bring with me, say you. I will in no wise cast out, says Christ, everything that we bring to Jesus and every excuse that we use and every thought that we have as to why he should turn us away, why he should reject us, why he should leave us and 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 shut the door in our face. He says, I will in no wise cast out. I cannot turn you away when you come to me and you bring me your sin and you bring me your shame and you bring me your guilt. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you who you've been there with. It doesn't matter to God. All he wants is you. He wants you to come to him and he will in no wise cast you out or turn you away. Now that's a promise that we can stand on. And if you feel like you have been rejected your entire life and you feel like people have treated you like they didn't want you, you feel like people have turned you away. God will never ever turn you away. He is a friend that sticks closer to a brother and he is your he is exactly what you need right now if you are struggling and you say I, I all my life i felt unwanted all my life i felt unimportant all my life i felt like nobody wanted me around all my life i felt dirty all my life i felt like there was something wrong with me that nobody cared about me all my life it's just been this 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 constant onslaught uh, of people leaving me and abandoning me and turning away from me god does not do any of those things god accepts you god loves you and he says come to me and i will not turn you away so today i'm telling you that knowing that somebody listening to this podcast has felt so rejected and felt so ashamed and felt so much like if you even go to God, God is is the last resort. And if you even go to him, he's going to turn you away because everybody else has turned away from you. And that's not the case. God will never, ever turn you away. And you've got to know that today. You've got to hear that and get it down on the inside of you. And, and you've got to believe it because God will in no wise cast you out he will in no wise cast you out he has adopted you as his child and he will not turn you away he will not reject you or cast you out he says come to me just bring it all to me bring your mess bring your shame bring your guilt bring what you did last night bring that thing that you're too ashamed to even think about bring that thing that you stooped so low you can't even believe you did bring that thing to me and i will in no wise cast you out don't say but but god but god i i i've done all this and i've done all these things exactly what john bunyan said right there i'm a sinner i'm a terrible person I will in no wise cast you out, says God, and God will take you and he'll turn it around and he'll clean you up and you will find acceptance in God. If you have struggled all your life, you will find acceptance. If your parents didn't want you, you will find acceptance in God. If your family didn't want you, if your family abandoned you, you grew up and your your dad left or your mom left or, or you had nobody to rely on or you still have nobody to lean on, God will not turn you away. And you've got to hear that today. You've got to hear that today. I'm telling you without any reservation, he will not, he will not leave you. He'll be right there with you. And so if you need that today, if you say I've, I'm broken, I've just felt so terrible either because people have made me feel that way, like I'm not wanted 
or because I've been afraid that God would reject me because of things that I've done. Listen, he proved to us in his word right there that he would not do that thing that you think he's going to do. The devil's the one who's trying to convince you that God will turn you away, that God won't hear your prayer, that God won't forgive you, that God will not love you. The devil's the one trying to convince you of all that. And God's saying, just come to me. Just bring it all to me. Just bring all your mess. Come to me. Bring all your hurt. Bring all the past. Come to me. So today I want to pray a prayer. It's called the sinner's prayer, and it's just asking Jesus to become the Lord of your life. And if you pray that prayer, I promise you he's not going to turn you away. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to do any of those things. He's not going to do what other people did to you. He's going to love you. He's going to accept you. He's going to take you right in, and you'll be adopted as his child. I want to pray this prayer. If you want to pray it along with me, repeat after me. And it's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe I'm a sinner, but I believe that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross and that he rose again. And I ask you to cleanse me, wash me in the blood he shed on Calvary. Forgive me of every sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you every day. In Jesus name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, that is the first step. God accepts you right now. He loves you right now. He He is so excited in heaven right now. The Bible tells us the, that the angels are rejoicing in glory right now. The angels are rejoicing in heaven right now over you praying that prayer and accepting Jesus into your heart. But I also believe that because the angels are rejoicing, they don't do anything in heaven that they don't see God do and they don't see Jesus do. They are excited as well. Jesus himself is excited because you accepted him as your savior. And so read your word, read the Bible, get a Bible today, begin to read it. John is a great book to start in and begin to pray and talk to God every single day. You will not regret it. You'll find that acceptance that you're looking for and that validation that you're looking for right there in the word of God. And I promise you, you will never, ever be alone from this day forward. Thank you so much for listening in today to this podcast. I would love to hear from you if you prayed that prayer or if, if you were ministered to by this podcast. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you want me to come speak or sing at your church or event, I would love to do that. Get a hold of me on my social media that the announcer is going to tell you about here in just a moment. God bless you. I hope you have a great day. I love you, and I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you, and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.